Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. We're here with our our weekly post AEW show with our recap, reactions, our review of this week's Dynamite. Uh, I'm Pat. I am your champion, the glorious Robbie Rod. I am Ryan. Also, hashtag free Joe Kelly. And yeah, I, I agree with that hashtag. It is I, Jiu-Jitsu Joey. Uh, does somebody want to fill me in on what free Joe Kelly is? Uh, Joe Kelly is a pitcher for it's not the related. Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, I'm still interested. Uh, who used to be on the Boston Red Sox, and arguably if the Red Sox had him still, he'd be the second best pitcher on oh, our no. roster. Oh, no. um, he, he asked who he was. <laughs> and he uh, he threw uh, two baseballs uh, at Houston Astros players uh, the other day, yesterday, and then struck out uh, one of them, and then mocked him with a uh, a sad crying face, uh, and he got suspended eight games for that. Oh, which okay, normally in a one hundred and sixty two game season, eight game suspension. That's not, not that big of a yeah, deal for in a sixty game season. That is devastating. Yeah, especially yeah. for a reliever. It's not like he's didn't, a starting. Didn't you say it's the equivalent to like a twenty two game? Yes, suspension yeah, basically. That's yeah, my only thing here is I want to put a little asterisk here. Don't take anything Rob and Ryan are saying at face value. It's been a while since we've had to talk about this, but we have a serious issue with these two. They're what I like to refer to as Kool-Aid drinkers. And <laughs> oh, my God. Anytime, anytime that there's our, there's any news regarding the Red Sox, uh, you can't trust a word that comes out of no, the No, 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 no. That's not true. I, I disagree. No, that is not true at all. To I'm be pretty... fair, this is this is more Dodgers. No, but the fact the fact baseball. that you the fact that you had to mention he was part of the Red Sox. I don't just care about what team player. he needs to be on. I just think it's unfair for any player, even if this were a Yankee, I would probably agree. Likely because story. It's ridiculous. I would just like to point out that for those who don't see Rob now, <laughs> I have a camera set up in his room and he's wearing a picture of Joe Kelly in a Red Sox onesie <laughs> on him. So wearing a picture? That's dude. No, why would like you why would picture. you call me out like that? I just I feel like they needed to know. I, I heard you change the, the Deep Six predictions championship to just a picture of Joe Kelly. Yeah, I mean yeah. I would. Uh, so yeah, wrestling. This is back to back. Back to back episodes. We're starting off without uh, wrestling talk, but that's fine. You know, it's always nice to just get like a little bit of personality, some slice of life stuff in there. Yep. As I say, uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, Impact Power Hour always starts off right away with wrestling. Oh well, not that then. The the um, Sengoku Lord Show we did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, worth noting for news. Uh, it's been reported by PW Insider that WWE is looking to potentially hold SummerSlam in uh, some potentially unusual locations. The two that were named were a beach and on a boat. I am all for that. Yeah, I feel like that could be... I mean, for starters, one, I, uh, wrestling shows outside are much safer than inside right now with COVID. So, yeah, it would definitely be an upgrade from the performance. I also saw that they're trying to do it somewhere in the Northeast. That's I don't think gonna that's going to happen. Gonna happen. It's, yeah, gonna, it's definitely going to be in like, Florida. Um, yeah. But they could, it would definitely... I think, one, again, safer because... Open air venues are much safer for this type of thing, and two, it also it would just make it look different than the PC, which we everybody's kind of just grown accustomed to. Since and it March. completely fits the theme, of, yeah, absolutely. You know, SummerSlam rather than you know the horror show. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Uh, so I if they're gonna if they're gonna do something like that, I feel like now's the time. It makes sense to do it for this rather than for like yes, if they did like an outside show for like Backlash or something. Mm-hmm. 
So we shall see what's going on with that. Um, I, I feel like if they do it, if they do it outside, do we think that they would still have like a cinematic match? Because every pay per view has had a cinematic match. I'm I sure mean, to, they'll find a way. Yeah, and to be fair, a lot of people are saying that it's uh, like the PW Insider report said that uh, part it would be part of SummerSlam, not the whole thing. Okay, that's so. that's fair. Um, I'm just I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, obviously, if you do it on like a boat or something, you could do stuff where they love tossing people off stuff, so they could toss somebody off the boat into the water. Yeah, and then pretend like act like they died, but then show up on Raw the next Oh, I night. guarantee you, if if they did toss somebody in the water, there would be, like, a shark attack or something. <laughs> and then they'd show up the next night on Raw? Yeah, absolutely. Just, I hey, man, never Wait. forget that Rey Mysterio has had quite a year. He got thrown off of WWE headquarters, came back the next night, and then now has had his eye taken out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ditto intense. for Aleister Black, pretty much. Oh, yeah, so. he basically got attacked. Didn't he get, like, I don't think they took his like. They didn't confirm out, if but... his eye came out or uh, not. Yeah, now it was they, the same thing yeah. that they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So those two, uh, somebody they should file like a lawsuit for an unsafe work environment. Their coworkers are literally trying fate? to murder That's them. Fair. They yeah. had <laughs> two attempted murders on their hands. Basically, yes, Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins should be in prison. <laughs> yeah, Man, Bret Hart was on to something. I think so. Oh my god, for real. <laughs> Unsafe worker. He just tried to kill everybody. Brad, yeah, Brad Hart was trying Brad's to like, keep Seth Rollins is getting my that. eye. I <laughs> truly hope so. Um, also worth noting is I don't remember who was reporting it, but apparently they're they're doing like a kind. Of, I don't know if you guys. Oh, I'm sure you guys remember, but when they were doing the whole 25th anniversary thing for Triple H. Oh yeah, they're doing uh, for Stone Cold. They're doing a, they're like a celebration for Steve Austin on either Raw or SmackDown soon. So if you like Stone, Stone Cold, Cold, then I there you go. I mean, who doesn't like Stone Cold? That's I said that like people don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that I would be fine as a way to like. Okay. Yeah, obviously they're trying to get more people to tune in, and Stone Cold's always going to bring in viewers because yeah. again, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, yeah, so it makes sense. Raw, Raw seems to be needing some viewers. Um. Yeah, SmackDown steady. SmackDown keeps staying. It is so weird to say. Like, obviously, it's not that weird because. SmackDown's on Fox, so it's a bigger network than USA. But like, it's just so weird that SmackDown has like a bigger audience than Raw right now, especially with SmackDown's roster. I feel like Raw has like the bigger names, minus AJ, minus AJ. But like, and the New Day. But the New Day are the New Day. It's like they're not full, and it looks like isn't Kofi taking time off or something? Yeah, yeah, they're running. Yeah, they're running an injury angle. Yeah, they're trying to get uh, Big E a singles push. I'm interested to see what they do with Big E. I hope it's not just like an intercontinental thing. My assumption is because we're getting Bray and the or not Bray and the Fiend, uh, Bray and Braun at SummerSlam. I kind of think they're going to do AJ Big E at SummerSlam for the IC title. Uh, Yeah, I think think, that'll be good. I'm sure it would. I just he's held that before. I'd rather see him. Oh, I would go absolutely after the winner of rather the... see a Big E world title thing, but I just, yeah. who knows? Again, it all depends on how long they're going to push him as a singles guy. I, I kind of, yeah, never, I don't know. Never mind. I was no, going to say, I was going to so. say Riddle and AJ, but Riddle's already going after uh, Corbin, so and yeah. Riddle already lost. AJ. Yeah, well, that's, that doesn't that's, that hasn't stopped people in the past. Yeah. Um, I, I I really wonder what the obsession is with. I feel like anytime somebody gets called up from NXT and is on the roster with Corbin, that's yeah, the I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm actually sick of it. I just 
It's like I under, maybe it's just, it's just that like they know Corbin's like a solid hand or whatever, but it just yeah. seems like kind of weird that that's the trend. They He's go solid and he gets heat. He actually gets real heat. Yeah, so it makes sense. Um, the only one I remember actively not enjoying was him and uh, Nakamura. Right? They feuded. Yeah, yeah, they feuded. I for don't even bit. remember that. Yeah, that I remember. I remember not being the biggest fan of that. But like him and. Uh, who else did he feud with? I'm really struggling to remember. Well, he's gone. Well, Gable was after that, but and that was an awful feud. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Corbin and Riddle, I guess. Sure. Um. So yeah. Uh, as far as that's concerned, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much the. Oh, no, New Japan. I completely forgot we because mm-hmm. the New Japan stuff came out. After, uh, a very big uh, announcement. Yeah. Yeah. So well, a couple big things. Uh, so again, we would have covered this on Sengoku Lord, but, uh, they had a press conference after day one or two of Summer Struggle and, uh, and they made a couple announcements. They announced that Rapungi 3K will not have their tag titles stripped, at least as of now, I could still see that being changed down the line, but also to be fair, they're kind of, you know, obviously they're playing That's with right. a handicap right now. Yeah. Um, the only other active junior tag team they have that I can think of is, uh, Kanemaru and Desperado, really. Uh, and like a full. Yujiro and. Yujiro, well, Yujiro's not right? a junior. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I said he's that they could. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's with Chase Owens. With... I said, yeah, I oh, said that they I was, could. I was going, Ishimori is normally with L- ELP. Yeah, they yeah. could theoretically put Yujiro down there, but we all know how they're using Yujiro now, so he's a heavyweight. Yeah. So, again, you only have one other team there. So, it makes sense why they're not going to. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. sure if borders open up and they can get more of their talent back, which I don't think they're going to get, at least from the U.S., which is where their other juniors are, um, then I think this will stay. Uh, still nothing on Moxley. Moxley's still not getting stripped. And then the other thing is we are getting a new championship, technically. Uh, and it was announced that the King of Pro Wrestling title is going to be an annual little event they're doing, kind of. Uh, they announced it for this year and next, so it's at least a two-year thing. And it was announced by Okada as like this thing that Okada was teasing for a couple days as something he proposed to New Japan management that they were kind of, like, hesitant on, but he eventually convinced them. And so, basically, it's a very weird title. (laughs) And it's kind Mm -hmm. of ironic that we were talking the other day about how New Japan doesn't do, like, big stipulation matches. Mm -hmm. And then this title gets announced, where it's a title that is only stipulation matches. Look at us. We're just calling it. We're just bringing the future. So, basically, what they're doing... It's on these the next summer struggles uh, shows. They're doing singles matches, uh, from what I understand. Uh, there's four singles matches, and the winner of those get into a fatal four way at the final summer struggle show at the end of August at the stadium. Jinku, yeah, Jingu. Um, and the winner of the fatal four way becomes the king of pro wrestling champion. And basically, how I understand it is. The winner is defending sort of like the briefcase for the G1. So. With the G1 still happening in the fall, I'm assuming whoever is the champ, if they, they probably won't be defending it during that period. So if they get pinned in the G1, whoever pins them, they'll face for the rest of the year. And basically the champion gets to choose the stipulation of the match that they're defending in. So they can do like a steel cage, mm-hmm. a last man standing, submission match, Iron Man, two out of three falls, all that. Um, I'm very interested in this. Again, it's something different. And me and Rob were talking about it the other day, but... Or yesterday, I guess. Um, but it feel it feels kind of cool. Like it, I know some people, are like hardcore New Japan fans, are kind of on edge about it because, like, oh, 
you know, we like tradition and we don't like to break from some of the norms that we've set. Cause you know, if it's, if it's like working, don't, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And so, but again, new Japan's here with a handicap of not having their roster. So this definitely helps it make something special. And you have a new special attraction that you get to run to make up for not having your big names or some of your big names. Uh, so yeah. So uh, before we get into AEW, what is who's everybody predicting is winning this thing without knowing who's going for it besides Okada? Do we all uh, do we all think Okada's winning? Yoshihashi. Okay, Yoshihashi. Uh, I I would probably say Okada. Okay, do we wait? First off, do we all think it's Okada? I say yes. I actually don't. Okay, Joey, do you think it's Okada? Um, I think Okada's the easy pick, like like the the obvious one. But I can definitely see them not, like, it not be Okada. Okay, so um, I'll phrase the question like this then. If it's not Okada, who do okay. we all see winning? Rob, do you want to go first? Or since Ryan, uh, or Ryan, you can go first since you seem to have an answer. Oh, I don't have an answer at all. Oh, okay. You no. just don't think it's going to be Okada. No, I, I think that the fact that they're hyping it up with Okada, like, everybody's going to think it's Okada. And then it's not going to be him. Um, I think this is setting up for like my guess is Jay White. Okay, you know he, Ryan really just stole my thought. To be honest, I was gonna actually say Jay White. Uh, you know, obviously I don't know the situation if he can get there. Um, and if it's not that, uh, I'm gonna go with Ishi. Okay, Rob, do you have somebody? Uh. Honestly, I think it's just going to be Okada. I don't see anyone else winning it at this point. I could be wrong, but I don't think Jay White will be back. Yeah, I'm not holding out hope for Jay White. I think Kim posted that like teaser the other day was just to get people speculating uh, about Sengoku yeah. Lord. And obviously... See, I think that's the opposite. I think that that wasn't supposed to be a thing for Sengoku Lord. I think that it was supposed to be a hint that he's he's in Japan and he's just got a quarantine for 14 days. That's that is technically a possibility. Yeah, um, it's uh, that by it's all means definitely that is a possibility. Uh, and like I my thinking is that if they if he is there, they aren't going to um showcase him until the like he gets oh, a yeah. big reveal. Like they're not gonna be like, oh, yeah. Blah, it's blah, just blah. It, see, it's that'd, gonna be that'd like be fine. Uh, it's gonna if... be like somebody versus Jado or Yujiro, and then they're gonna be like, oh, it wasn't us all along. It was actually this one. And That's bam. fair. I think it'd be more effective if they weren't doing like the qualifiers to get in, and you just yeah. had like the surprise fourth person, BJ White. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh... You know, I chose him to win the New Japan Cup, and he didn't do that, so I'm going to go with Sonata. Why not? You know I'm what? Sure... I'll, I'll say Ibushi. Why okay. Not? I'm sure Sonata will disappoint me again. I was going to say, <laughs> Ibushi's actually a pretty good choice solely because he's a madman, and, like, he yeah. could end up throwing in, like, we're going <laughs> to do electric barbed wire matches for hey man, all my matches. Hey, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we get some of those. Get, so... get a fi- we're going to get a firework match. Please? Um... All right, so that's basically all the news that we wanted to talk about. So, uh, everybody ready to talk about AEW? No. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Ryan's Can you give there. me like 10 minutes and then I'll Yeah, I got you. We'll just sit here in silence for that. We'll yep. play, do a moment of silence or 10 moments of silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have a question. And, may, like, I'm, I was looking 
And I thought it was that, like, there's going to be two options, and it's going to be voted on, like, for the stipulation. Oh, I maybe think that it, is the case? Yeah, I thought it was they each get to propose one. And, That's like, what that I thought. Just, and, I and then so. the fans. Yeah, the fans. Yeah, the oh, fans okay, that might, be, that might be what it is. I'm sorry, I might have been And, like, mistaken. that was the whole thing was, like, that if, like, there's, it's to try to take away the champion's advantage because, like, if Sabre won, he would just choose submissions all the time. Yeah. Or like uh true. if it's Sonata, he like or like a technical another or it could be another technical wrestler, it would just be a straight up match. Um whereas like awful. if it's a heel, it would be like, Oh, we're gonna go with like a three on one handicap match we could do. So <laughs> uh, yeah, they should. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out when uh, yeah. when that comes around. And also, again, we uh, we definitely will be reviewing the big stadium show at the end of August. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and 100%. we'll also have reviews for SummerSlam, Takeover, and All Out since that's all around the same time. So, uh, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. Uh, follow us on Facebook, YouTube. All of those helpful links will be in the episode description. Do what you got to do. AEW tonight, uh, we kicked off with our big 10-man tag match, which was the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent and Orange Cassidy with Jurassic Express, uh, and it was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And Marcus Stunt was on the outside. Marcus Stunt was, but... yeah, he wasn't in the match. Um, well, he got involved a lot. And here's Jake Hager again wearing his boxer briefs. Okay, well, real quick. Uh, we had, they were facing off against the inner circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Ortiz, Santana, and a returning Sammy Guevara. Nice to see Sammy back. My yeah. biggest complaint here was Sammy wasn't out with a microphone to sing, but he was still singing his heart out in the ring. So, no, my biggest uh, complaint is. Uh... Okay. Yeah. See, Hager. I uh, see. My biggest issue with Hager was his really bad man bun. I don't I know why he t- didn't even I, notice. Yeah, that. I noticed it too. I don't oh, know why he tied his all, hair within, back. Within like once he tied out, he undid it. Yeah, he doesn't have enough hair for that. I don't know. Yeah, why it he looked did it. really bad. <laughs> um, but my big thing, I said it to Ryan. Uh, I do like Hager's gear that he had on tonight more <sighs> than uh, more than he had it. Uh, whatchamacallit, when he faced Cody, when it, he was just out there in, like, the plain blue that looked, like, legit. But this like was, he, like, plain white. Well, there was, like, some, like, logos ads. on the side. Uh, it yeah. looked real bad. It wasn't my favorite gear, but it was it was a step up from the literal underwear that he had on. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I mean, it reminded me more of, like, Brock Lesnar gear. Because, like, it had uh, the ads me, like, on it, it, like, it just looked it like looked gear. like he just went out there in his underwear to wrestle to me. Um, I think his gear that he had on, I think last week was better when it was like the camo. Um, yeah. but yeah, Hager still doesn't have the best gear. <laughs> Not a good look. Um, anyway, this was a big 10 man, 10 man tag match. And before anybody says anything about this, uh, typically we all, all four of us watch this together on Xbox. Mm-hmm. We all, but tonight me and Ryan, cause again, me and Ryan live together. We watched it downstairs. So Rob and Joey, did you guys watch it together? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we we're split up in that. yeah we we're split up into twos, and you know it, obviously uh, it, it's much easier to hear commentary when you're not everybody's not talking in your headset with the yeah. audio for the show. Holy shit! Was Jim Ross bad tonight? Oh my um, god! I I, I want to say that I thought all of commentary was bad tonight. I, this this showed me why they needed Excalibur because this yeah, was, this Kaz whole dynamic was, Kaz was all over all, the place. 
Yeah, they really Tony, Tony like at times I thought like left. Because Jim he, Ross sounded like a drunk man who lost his mind. He didn't know what was going on on this show tonight. And again, yeah, Rob, Rob talked about like peeing his pants some sometime in the <laughs> in the in the in the night. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know what Jim Ross was on. And Rob pointed out he he made uh, one of his typical horny Jr. comments yep. uh, about Anna, Anna J. I loved uh, it. So yeah, this, again, Wait. literally the entire time in this match, uh, Jim Ross is just like sitting there, like, "Oh, who, who's legal? Uh, Audrey's got a lot, <laughs> lot, lot, lot going on in there, but you know she should be doing a better job of keeping Bro, these guys." And like, he was Taz and like burying and like, the ta- ref. like, like Taz come on, and, uh, as Taz he should. And, no, <laughs> oh, stop okay. it. Taz and Tony are like trying to like like cover for him but like the entire night he was just like all over the place and just like a wild card and like in the main event we'll get to it but the main event was extra the main event was a tornado (laughs) match and one of the first comments he makes is who's legal (laughs) is that our boomer of the week or did you oh he's the boomer boomer what's your call congratulations i I, I want to say something all right Last night, me, Joey, and Angelo, if you didn't listen to our beautiful Impact Power Hour, uh, sponsored by nothing, but please, Impact, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Just sponsor me, because I'm not on. Sponsored by yeah. Twerk City. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about how Josh Matthews makes things unbearable to listen oh, to. God, yeah. JR was must have listened to that and been like, "I oh, like Josh Matthews. Let me give his, his, yeah. let me give this guy a, a break because holy shit, that was bad." Yeah, yeah. He, he, he definitely uh, watched Impact and was and took a lot of notes. Yeah, on, he uh, told he told Josh uh, Matthews. He, he, he told Josh Matthews to hold his beer. Uh, the other also and his part, mask that he did that he wanted to show everybody. After yeah, the he's first like, mask. oh, we're wearing masks and like Jim. But Ross, he's not Jim, Jim, <laughs> Ross, Jim Ross has been really good about like pushing everybody to wear masks and stuff, and it's surprising because like he's an older like white guy, who, southern white guy. Well, southern white guy who like. You know, if you're looking at the demographics, like the South is a hotbed for COVID nineteen, and so, but like Jim Roth has been pretty on point. Like every week, he's like, "Wear your mask; it's important. Stay like, stay healthy, stay inside, and you know, social distance or whatever." And then this week, he's like, "Oh, we're wearing our masks here," as he's just dangling his mask in his hands. Like, <laughs> why would you say this? Why don't don't even mention it? Just say, "Wear your mask." Nobody, I we understand that you're on commentary, and nobody wants to hear you like choking on your mask. <laughs> Oh my god! And the, but again, when when they were announcing like the big uh, six man for next week, he just like they tossed it to him. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but like they tossed it to him, and he's like, "Oh, this one's me. I I, I don't even know who's in this." And it's like, what? How oh, yeah. unprepared was Jim Ross tonight? That Literally. wasn't the six man. That was the the, the twelve man. Twelve man. Sorry. Yeah, 12 he was man. Like, oh, this is a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. He, he was off his rocker. <laughs> yeah, they need to get expel- Excalibur. He, he honestly can... didn't know the names of the rest of the dark. Order. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he that's did what not I think name it was. A single member of the Dark Order. <laughs> he just said it's the Dark Order with. And yeah, the, I. Then, I don't know. It was yeah, pretty yeah. In, indefensible tonight for Jim Ross. That was yeah. this was this one was, of the was easily the worst I've he heard. Jr. He was having a bad day. Months. So yeah. I've been saying he needs to be off commentary for a while now. Oh, a hundred percent. There's there's no excuse for him being on commentary. This was when this you was have Taz, who normally is pretty good. Well, see, Taz and Excalibur have really good chemistry on Dark. I think the issue tonight with everybody was that 
because Jr. was like so off. Oh, he, that he, he every just, like, he, he yeah, took everybody out. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely off. dragged everybody down because everybody else is like he's supposed to be the he's supposed to be the play by play, but like he wasn't. He wasn't calling anything. He was confused about literally everything <laughs> going on in life, and so yeah, uh, you had. At points, Taz trying to do play-by-play, but also add color, and that didn't work out because he'd get confused on what was going on because nobody would play off of what he was saying because Mm -hmm. JR is supposed to do that. This is what happens when you have Tony, who is also a play-by-play person. You shouldn't have two play-by-plays. There's no reason to have a three-man booth with two play-by-plays. Tony doesn't really do play-by-play. He's more of like... They don't. I, well, he's just there. They don't have like a again. I they don't have like your typical like heel announcer, face announcer, play by play. Tonight and I they did. Taz tonight they did, and Taz was there. But again, I don't have an issue with that. I don't. I'm fine with them not just like sticking to like your no, typical I'm, I'm wrestling. No, I'm 100 fine with that. But you should still have. A, I think it it helps to have a color commentator. Yeah, I don't know, but something on commentary t- tonight was one of the worst things I've ever heard on commentary from like. Any promotion, it was it was yeah, bad, it was real bad. On all <laughs> levels. This was something. Yeah. So Josh of. Matthews, I apologize for saying that you were you were the worst. Don't apologize. He's still awful. Yeah. He's not as bad. As, if, if this is what we're gonna get for the next week, because I, I have a feeling that if it's like how AEW has been doing it, where it's one like they do uh, shows in two, this was a live episode. So next week's would be a taped episode. And most likely, we would have the same commentary. I don't think Jr. got enough fiber today, yeah. so he didn't get his fiber. He'll be you okay. You know what they should give him? They should give him some Nugenics. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nugenics, you can sponsor us as well. Anyway, yes. what was it? So this was a this was a big cluster of a match. Uh, what, what, <laughs> I forgot what, we were talking yeah, about. The what won here? Uh, the the good guys won here after it looked like. Matt Hardy distracted. Yeah, well, it looked like uh, yeah. Sammy Guevara was going to win here, and then Matt Hardy's music played, and he came out and knocked over Sammy Guevara, and uh, the Luchasaurus hit like a choke slam and won. So Sammy takes his pin on his return match. No, he beat him with the the kick. The, yeah, oh, he beat him with the kick. kick. Sorry, right. okay. Yeah. He hit a choke slam and then he hit a kick or whatever. Um, <laughs> come, come on, Jay. Sorry. Anyway, I bro, I don't remember much of this match. Uh, it was okay. Was, was, I only remembered the ending. Yeah, so honestly, I got you. I was expecting more from this. This was this kind of underwhelmed for me. This makes me uh, worry about the twelve man match next week. The twelve man, I'm at least excited for because that entire one team uh, of Hangman and Kenny, the Bucks, and FTR all yeah. can carry matches and yeah, Brody's also true. in there plus the Bucks and FTR were also just part of that big uh, eight man so and that was that was fantastic so hopefully again also anything Stu, can happen Stu and uh, oh and Stu and Evil Uno yeah, Stu and were there so yeah um, so hopefully next week is better but this was I, yeah again this was this was this was a disappointing start to the show for me yeah mm-hmm. this, yeah this wasn't it chief Again, it wasn't bad by any means. It was just like way too all over the place. And mm-hmm. uh, again, commentary dragged this one down with Jim Ross just complaining the entire time. Yeah, that's true. 
That would be honestly like a comparison would be like if the entire time during like Goldberg and Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, like commentary was sitting there just saying, oh, these guys look awful. Oh, the geriatric crews out here. Who's letting them in the ring? (laughs) Like at no point should you be burying your own thing. You want to put your best face forward. So like I again, it might not be Jim Ross's cup of tea, but you got to, you know, bite your lip and yeah, you're supposed to to put over everyone in the ring no matter what. Exactly. That's your job. So, 100%. Yeah. Right. I actually missed a lot of the bad commentary because uh, Sam was in our ears talking about his food that wasn't there yet and how hungry he was. <laughs> oh, good. So, yeah. Joey well, can attest. Then he, he ate his mic. Wait, yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised there, man. Yeah. Anyways, after this, we got a promo from John Moxley backstage, basically mm-hmm. just talking about Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. He called uh, Ricky Starks a punk bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So and, edgy. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it's nice. Moxley, Moxley is one who curses somewhat often, like saying bitch is, bitch. Not, "bitch" is not a curse word. It's it's a word children aren't supposed yeah. to say. Um, and Ricky Stark's, you know, gimmick is basically he's a punk bitch. Yeah, so it, it, it makes <laughs> sense. And again, it's not like they it's not like they do this where like WWE with like the women where they just every time that they want to make a feud seem like a little bit spicier, they have one of the girls say, "You bitch." Uh, oh! This was just like Moxley just casually dropping it. So again, it wasn't like it was like him trying to be edgy or anything. Um, it's, it's still not as good as you know. Oh, his thing from Revolution after he won. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, that was and, still like one of the worst. Like, that was one just of the so, weirdest promo. Yeah, it was I've just very heard. strange. Um, anyway, after this, we had our TNT Championship uh, match for the night. It was Cody Rhodes defending against Warhorse, who is just uh, a heavy metal Ultimate Warrior on steroids. Uh, actually, yeah. actually, on steroids, not on steroids. Ultimate Warrior was on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I and take it as back. of right now, it doesn't seem like Warhorse is uh, homophobic and racist. So, yeah, you don't knows? know that. Yeah, you yeah. never know, man. Yeah. Um. Anywho, you don't know, do War- this to us, Warhorse. Warhorse comes out. He gets a big entrance. He's got pyro and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh. Again, I've never seen Warhorse wrestle before. Nope. Um, so I didn't really have any expectations. I do want to say I thought it was nice of them to put over um, Beyond Wrestling because I think that's who runs the uh, Independent World Championship. Um, I have and no idea. Talked to, and they talked about how uh, he won it. TV champ, right? No, no, he's the he's the or their the, champ, right? Their yeah, he's champ. the Independent World Champ, and he's yeah. he's defended it. He won it, I guess in. I think they said September or November, uh, mm-hmm. and he's defended it 38 times successfully. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I think uh, he beat Cassidy for it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes, I think you're right. He did. Orange yeah. Cassidy was one of the defenses. Yeah. I think it, least, that was his least, rematch, yeah. 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 So, again, uh, is anybody here? I don't think. And none of us have seen a War Horse match, right? This was no. Oh, I, just okay, knew so that, I just knew that he had, like, a... Like a popular following on yeah, stuff. yeah, he has a pretty like, independent active scene. following on YouTube and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. rules um, ass. He rules ass. He did say that when he come, mm-hmm. came out. He said, like, "Force rules ass." Yeah, Justin um, Roberts even said, four thousand was it four thousand pounds of, uh, of of pure heavy metal." Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the war horse thing was that. great. How yeah, just, Justin Warhorse? Roberts deserves credit for how oh, that war horse. God, he's there. so good. Can we talk about how good he that is? That was that was a good call, and it was nice to hear and him saying John Moxley. It's up there with uh, with Moxley's entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, this was it was a good match. I would say good, yeah. not great. It was uh, solid. Yeah, there were some sloppy bits. Um, I don't think and, they. I don't think they gave them long enough. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. I just I don't think. I just don't think it timing. ever click, like hit into high gear. And I also don't think I, I wouldn't take. You know, honestly, if they took like five minutes off of that first match and just made that first match like an all-out sprint of yeah. just everybody just like getting stuff in. Um, and then gave these guys like five extra right, minutes. Re- Maybe yeah, they would have. I'll, re- I'll reword it. I want to see more of that. Okay, that's that's, sure. that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I uh, again, it it was a match. I'll probably forget about it. it. I don't think this is one of the better TNT Championship matches. They're um, not the worst. Yeah, yeah, not the worst, but not the best. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Cody won here. He uh, he tapped out Warhorse with the figure four. Bro, is he trying to be Okada with his the submission random moves? like not yeah what is like that? underwhelming <laughs> submission move? Um, why is he? And he also oh you know he why pulled he's an using Okada the figure four because of the Horseman probably. <sighs> they're really that's yeah, what they're teasing. They're, they're oh, teasing on, a dude. lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's why he's that's why he's doing it. And we'll talk more about stuff being teased at the end of the episode um, when we just kind of do like a summary. Um, but yeah, so and again, didn't he win last week with the yeah. but again, last week he was also facing Eddie Kingston with who was selling a knee injury. Mm-hmm. I like mean, injury. to be fair, during the match uh, Warhorse sold like he injured his knee. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah. It was, it was fine. Uh... Joey, you you liked the Eddie Kingston match last week, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say was better, that or this? Uh, I'd say that. Okay. Um, uh, just because it had like that, you know, no DQ type. You know, it had just, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd probably give stuff. it to that as well because yeah, it was different. It was more gritty and like, yeah, different. Exactly. Fair enough. Uh, so post match here, we have <laughs> the Dark Order, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. The goats come out. And uh, they come for an attack. And good guy, Warhorse. By the way, yeah. he like pushed Cody out of the way and, and yep. started trying to defend him. He, he so. saved him. He saved Cody. And all that, Ar- all, all that trash. Cody was then, talking to him absolutely. on social media. Yeah. <laughs> and then Arn Anderson steps in the ring. He tosses his clipboard aside. He gets in a pose and it looks like he's going to hit Silvers and uh, or Silver and Reynolds with a spine buster. But yeah. from the corner of the street, out comes everybody's favorite, Matt Cardona. Uh, yeah, that sprints, surprised me. Sprints down to the ring again. When he came out, I originally shouted, "That's Scott Dawson," and I was yep. like, and I, <laughs> yeah, cor- I, did. I corrected <laughs> myself after wow, trying Scott to say, Dawson guy. No, I, I was I got confused with Cash Wheeler. Um, and I, again, <laughs> don't ask me why. I just I didn't expect Matt Cardona to come out, and so I was like, "Oh, it's Cash Wheeler, like the revival scar FTR's coming out to set up the Four Horsemen thing." Mm-hmm. But no, it's a uh, Matt Cardona comes out and he hits uh, Rough Rider. Or he hits two Rough Riders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Although then he rips off. We don't off know his... what they're gonna call that. Yeah, I, um, they could still call it the Rough Rider. Um, this and... u- move used to be called the Rough Rider. Yeah, they're just gonna start shouting. It's called the Rider. Calls... No, they're gonna just call it. Naomi calls this move the rear move or the rear view. Yeah, the rear view. Oh rear no, <laughs> that reminded me of what happened later in the show. But we'll oh yeah, to. we'll get there, buddy. Uh, 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 the we'll best there, we'll moment in wrestling yeah. 2020. Anyway, uh, and. Cardona rips off his shirt. He looks jacked. My God. I thought he looked like too jacked. He looked like he could barely move his arm. So. 
he was looking real. And his fake tan was a little much for me as well. But he, yeah, but that's he does look good. Yeah, size wise, he looks real buffed. Yeah, I'm sure that's good. And post match or post attack, him, Cody, and Arn are on the outside, kind of like hugging and stuff. Uh, so yeah, Matt Cardona is in AEW. Uh, nice to. Uh, it's definitely interesting to see that he and uh, Brian Myers did split. I, yeah. I mean, obviously they're still best friends, but oh no, they're not. Oh, you're um, right. They also I don't know if you guys l- heard later in the show, um, but they teased that Cody and uh, Cardona are going to be doing uh, toy uh, reviews now. So that's something. Yeah, I could see that. I hope yeah. they. Do. I hope that's a weekly segment on Dynamite. That'll draw. It is well course. known that Cardona is a uh, toy collector. So. Yeah. That'll hey man, if they ever want to get that uh that like zero to uh like twelve demographic, just have them like build Legos out on TV. <laughs> zero to zero, zero to, 12, to twelve zero to twelve seconds for zero yeah, to twelve. Exactly. Yeah, we gotta get those pregnant women in. <laughs> um, uh sure. Anyway, I'm down. Uh so yeah. Um, Rob, as, as somebody who you met Zack Ryder, right? You met Matt. I, I did. Yeah. I How? I big leagued him actually because he was with <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, and uh, Sam was with me. I said to Dolph Ziggler, "Man, because it was okay." It was at the stage. It was the night of the 2015 Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns this, Rob? won in Philadelphia at Rob, where was our this? favorite establishment, the Club Diner. Uh, that is New where uh, in Belmour, New Jersey. That is where real men are made. And um, <laughs> just ask Renee. <laughs> Renee Young. To clarify no, that. no, no. John Moxley's <laughs> wife. Wife. Hey. Of many years. Hey, I'm not the one who said it. Um, <laughs> who said that? No, 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 no. No, that was um, me who said that. I put it in his mouth. Yes, exactly. Oh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a story for another time. Um we went to this diner after the event, and in walk, Dolph Ziggler and Zack Ryder. And uh, Dolph Ziggler had just uh, not long ago come off that big summer or Survivor Series win where Sting debuted. So, you know, he was getting a pretty big push at the time. There was hopes that maybe he could win the match. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of his at the time. Now he's just kind of there. But, you know. I walked up to their table and I said, oh, man, it's nice to meet you guys. Or I said, you know, it's nice to meet you to Dolph Ziggler (laughs) and said, oh, man, I wish you'd won the Royal Rumble. And uh, Zack Ryder looks at me and he's like, what about me? And I was (laughs) like, what about me? I legit was just like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, you too, man. (laughs) So I, first of all, didn't even uh, acknowledge that Zack Ryder was there. And uh, also, I uh, kind of just uh, he called me out, and I felt really awkward about it. Yeah, well, you should have kissed him right then and there. And actually, at this same diner uh, two years earlier, I met the Miz and Justin Roberts. So, yeah, Look at that, that place is a gold mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and again, he had a love affair there too. But yeah, that's a story. Apparently, yeah, yeah, that is alleged. Yeah, alleged, just like you guys are alleged Kool Aid drinkers. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. which I um, we mm-hmm, did. Mm-hmm. I have also met John Moxley and uh, Renee Young at a Wawa with Sam, and Sam is the most awkward man in history. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've anyway, had decent luck. So my question was going to be: uh, since you've met Matt Cardona, Zach Ryder, 
are you excited for him in AEW? What uh, what do you what do you think about this? Um, I don't know what to expect because I don't really see him as a main event player, but I think he could be good in the mid card. Yeah. So um, hey, I could I, be wrong. Maybe he's maybe he'll work out really well. But I could totally see them eventually. I don't. Uh, again, this all this all depends on where this four horsemen thing's going because. It all depends on what that lineup's going to be because you also have Sean Spears, whose whole thing was that he was Cody's former best friend. I do think he has a higher ceiling than Sean Spears, definitely. Yeah, I could see again if Spears doesn't end up in the Four Horsemen, I could totally see Spears and Cardona becoming a tag team or something. Yeah. Um. So time will tell what happens there. I still um, want the chance to meet uh Matt Cardona again, so I could tell him the story about big leaguing him and see if he finds a kick out of it. I, I probably he, I would he, not. I think, he, I think he finds a kick out of it. He'll kick you right in the nuts, buddy. He'd hit you with fine. a rough rider. Yeah, that's fine. He'll kick you right in the nuts, and then he'll call in Chelsea Green to kick you as well, and then she'll call in Shotzi Blackheart oh, to no. ride, oh. drive over you in her tank. I'd be mm-hmm. all for that. Choo-choo. She'd be like, sorry, glorious Robbie Rotten. You just got crushed. And I'd be <laughs> yep. like, all right. And then she'd yeah. put a cigarette on, <laughs> on your lips. A cigar. Cigar. Cigar, yeah, right. Anyway, after this, we uh, had Tony Schiavone up on the ramp to hype All Out, which is on September 5th. And then the Inner Circle came back out. Also worth noting, Chris Jericho's Titan Tron no longer has the Pain Maker on it. It now says Demo God. Mm-hmm. Um, but they come out. Uh, Sammy Guevara calls out Matt Hardy. And Jericho says, what son of a bitch in Spanish? And Sammy Guevara says, el son of a bitch. Um, that popped no, me said, as well. No, I thought you said son of el bitch. Yeah, son of el bitch. Son of son of el bitch. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, very that's, good, very that's funny not stuff. What that is in Spanish? Um, oh, it is. Jericho announced that we are getting the rematch. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy two is happening on August twelfth. Mm-hmm. Two uh, weeks. And when he beats Orange Cassidy, he wants Orange Cassidy to pay him with seven thousand dollars in the ring to cover his jacket that he ruined. That Chris Jericho is still wearing. Yeah, I don't. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. That's yeah. It smells like a uh, cat piss. Cat pee. Yeah, we learned yeah, it smells sorry, like cat pee. pee. Um, and, but they also announced that next week, Chris Jericho is challenging Orange Cassidy to a debate in the middle of the ring because he wants to physically, he wants to physically beat him at, uh, on the August 12th show, but he wants to mentally humiliate him next week on Dynamite. As you guys know, Orange Cassidy is the most outspoken wrestler on the roster. Yeah, that's true. So, and, uh, Jericho also said that the moderator for this debate is going to blow your mind. So let the speculation begin. Oh yeah. I wonder who that's going to be. I actually, when Cassidy spoke for the first time in the build up to this match, I didn't know what his voice sounded like. So that's just, uh, I still don't remember it. Yeah, like I don't even remember what it sounds like now. It doesn't, it doesn't it stick to me. And I was like, watch that's him? the elite. He talks yeah, I'm, being, I'm elite. used to his voice now. Um, yeah, I don't watch that because I'm not. I was a, I'm not even Bucks Mark, but you know. Oh my um, God! There he goes. Well, I, just, I call him how I see him. What should I call it? Um, I don't know who I expect the moderator to be. I don't think it's going to be somebody on the roster. I think it's going to be somebody like a special guest. Yeah, or something. yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's 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 going to be uh, Chris Nowitzki. Or whatever the genius. Oh, no, please. Yeah, it's gonna be Matt Striker. No. Um, yeah. I don't... Oh, it, that, the genius. That that was Lenny Popo. That's yeah, Lenny Popo. Oh, whatever. Chris Novitz Nowinski. What was his gimmick? He uh, had a smart person. Gimmick yeah, he too. finisher was the honor roll. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, he was just like a. It could be Damian Sandow, <laughs> and we can yeah. get the the Rhodes Scholars. Back whatever together. happened to him? He's in NWA. 
Oh, okay, that's a thing. Yeah, he's with the. He retired for a bit. Uh, with Ice Cube and. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. 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 That's yep, good. Yep. Good for um, him. So yeah, so we'll find out what that is. The debate is next week, and then the week after that, obviously, is the rematch. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, definitely I'm, looking forward to that. Yeah, both segments. Absolutely, they, those should both deliver handedly. Yeah. Um, after this, we went to uh, a boardroom, and this is where, again, earlier in the day, uh, FTR and Tony Khan were going on uh, against each other at Twitter or on Twitter, sorry, uh, about why haven't they gotten a tag title shot? Um, and so he said that it was because they haven't signed their contracts. So we got a segment here with them signing their contracts, and they they said that they needed to bring in like somebody who's an expert, and so. In comes Arn Anderson, which mm-hmm. is a continued tease towards the Four Horsemen thing. Here. Yeah, yeah. Especially because Arn is aligned with Cody, and mm-hmm. Cody Cody has been completely like separated from the Elite at this point. I don't know the last yeah, time they appeared. That together. is true. Um, he did an interview about it, and he said that he doesn't even really interact with them anymore because they're in two separate parts of the building. Yeah. So, and again, Cody hasn't been on being the Elite or anything, so they've definitely severed the ties. So it can happen. Just a matter of when, um, but they basically they have some demands. They they said they they are requiring a strict ten count in tag matches. Um, was there anything else? Oh uh, the 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 rope. Oh the tag rope. Uh, yeah. And then they said that there was something else, and Arn like whispered to them, and then they wanted to make it official that August twelfth will be tag team offici- yeah, appreciation night, uh, hosted by them. Uh, so that's on the night with Orange Cassidy and Jericho. It will, and it, it was. I think like it's going to be a big show. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, I think the rumor is they're yeah. debuting the new the uh, TNT title. title yeah. Thankfully, who do you think? Uh, like what? Like past tag teams? You think we'll see during tag team appreciation? I think the Rock and Roll Express will be there in some capacity. Yeah, like video skyping in or whatever. Uh, um, the four, the original four horsemen. Well, you have. I don't. You can't really do that because there's no way Ric Flair's gonna be there. <laughs> no, I meant I meant like the tag team, the enforcers. Oh yeah, Tully and Arn will definitely be like celebrated. I think that's the show where theoretically you could see the four horsemen yes. form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. I think that's where it is. I think that 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 would probably make the most sense, or at least that's the first time that we officially get like a tease or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've already been getting teases. No, but like an official tease of that like, yeah, forming yeah, yeah. a group or something. Um, so you could see like a Cody heel turn there. Um, but maybe not for me. It's definitely coming. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely coming. Uh, so um, yeah. Um, and Adam Page also made an appearance here. He came in with beers, uh, to come celebrate with them and, and uh, hard liquor. Yeah. And hard liquor. So, uh, yeah. So as of now, if we're going by, it's very weird though, because you have Tully who's aligned with Spears and see, like, gave Spears the glove, and it feels like Spears would be a part of this, but then yes. you have Cody with Arn, you have FTR, and then you have Paige. So there's five people. Um, and now Cardona's <laughs> here, and he's aligned with Cody. So you're oh, now I, to I six think people. Cody is going to turn on Cardona. That's that's a possibility. Yeah, it's yeah. a very real possibility. Very I possible. also, my I have this theory. Alright. It's not, I think that Paige is going to get left out of the Four Horsemen. I wouldn't be shocked because they might just want him more like as his lone soldier cowboy guy. I think that FTR is going to turn on Paige um, and something that's like 
they just want dissension between Cage and Omega for their tag match. That's an- and then they just get a totally ditch Page. Yeah, I, again, that would make sense to me. Obviously, they have like a budding friendship, but it could totally be like a, a surface level thing where they just want to kind of get under their skin, get them to get again, angry again. The whole again. thing is that, like, they again with being the elite, but also just in general, like for interviews and stuff, they've talked about how like them, uh, them and Paige are friends from back home. Like they did the Carolina circuits for a while, uh, independent circuits for a while because they're all from Car- North Carolina. Um, or wrestled in North Carolina for a while. Um, so I think they, they could use that uh, against like that. That's why they're so friend. They're like, so such good friends for that, but like things have changed. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. That's for sure. Yeah. And after this, we went into our tag team title match, uh, which was, Hangman and Omega versus Stu Grayson and Evil Uno for the AW World Tag Team Championships. Um, Brody Lee and Anna Jay uh, and Cole Cabana are oh. out here. Anna Jay makes mm-hmm. her debut with the Dark Order officially. She's all in like black gear and a mask. Um, and with Cole Cabana, right? And Cole Cabana's on commentary while Anna Jay like stands behind Brody as he just paces back and forth watching this match, getting like increasingly angry. Um, I think Cole Cabana was probably the highlight of commentary. He was the only yeah, he was uh, really that. good. As someone who's not a fan of him, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, actually. Cole Cabana again. The last I watched of Ring of Honor actively, Cole Cabana was on commentary during that period, and he was really good on it. He's he's good on the mic for stuff like that. So, uh, again, I also just love <laughs> how oblivious he is with the yeah. He, he's it's playing so his character. He's playing his character really well for this. Um. And so yeah, so we got the match here. This was this was honestly this was the match of the night, um, at least for me. Yeah, I, I, agree. I missed a lot of this match. Oh yeah, you weren't here because I went to Wawa. Yeah, um, which a lot of shame. some people might not even know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Should I explain it? No, or, it's no. a convenience store. You can yeah. Google it. Yeah, if it, you don't know what Wawa it's, is, Google it. it's the best convenience store. A lot of people would for, argue. Oh, a lot. Yeah. A lot of people would argue that because they ha- they don't have it in there. No, a lot of people say Sheets is better. Okay, uh, so Sh- Sheets is better at like their prepared food, but like I think they're like Wawa is just more convenient. Like, uh, I, I've just had bad experiences yeah, at Sheets with like. I think Sheets has better time. selection. Yeah, a hundred percent, and they have they have fried food. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's not important, though. Not it's neither here nor there. Remember, if you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna find out more about this, we're we're starting a made up day of the week where we're gonna be doing a food podcast. Um, yeah. yeah. We're still oh, waiting true. on people to yeah. talk it's to us be about that. One day. Oh yeah. If food, you uh, yeah, if you have a favorite, like yeah, no one responded. Gotten, yeah, I was kind of shocked. If you if you have a favorite place that you've ever gotten like fried chicken or grilled chicken at. I just, forgot to ask Angelo about, just, uh, about that. We could have gotten his take just, on it. Just tweet it at us at Deep Six Wrestling. Yeah. You know I mean, we could still we could still text him in the group chat. No, yeah, no, no, no. I meant like on our at our podcast last night. Uh, so any, anyways, <laughs> just tweet it at us. Just do it. Um, solve our debate for us. Uh, this tag match we got it was pretty solid. Again, I feel like that's expected with both these teams. Uh, it would be pretty yeah. hard for them to have a bad match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story, though, isn't really the match here. Again, it's more what this match builds to, uh, which I kind of wasn't expecting. I thought this was going to be the night that they were going to pull the trigger on the split here. Yeah, and I thought, me Uno too. And you all did, and I did not. 
Yeah, well, too. I was a little disappointed. However, I, I did okay. I did call what it was setting up for right at like after the yeah, match as happened. everything unfolded. Uh, so yeah. we got a couple big things here. As soon as uh, as soon as what call it, uh, Evil Uno gets pinned. Um, Brody just like starts shouting, and he like sends Colt and Anna J to the back <laughs> as quickly as possible, which <laughs> led us to our horny Jr. moment. Oh yeah, said, do you want to explain it? Uh, yeah, as Anna Jay was going to the back, he was mad at Brody Lee for sending Anna Jay away because uh, he liked looking at her. So <laughs> I would just like, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Jr. needs to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Jr. Did, I am revoking Jim Ross's horny on main account uh, license. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure revoking I'm sure he, it. I'm sure he liked something on Twitter tonight about it, or not about that, but uh, I'm sure he on Twitter. It really wouldn't be shocking. Yep, um, I'm sure. Anywho, we got our big thing here. Or not our big thing, but uh, but it was a nice little... We finally got it. We finally got the the transition from being the elite to Dynamite, where Brody grabs the papers, <laughs> and as Uno and Grayson are up on the ramp, he just pegs the papers <laughs> at Evil Uno's head. They're deadly. And, uh, yep, deadly. And uh, he gets on the mic and he starts yelling at uh, Hangman, who's laughing in the ring. And uh, and he, he comments about how uh, Paige's friends are here finally uh, with Kenny there. He said, you know, glad Kenny's here. The Bucks are also shown out in the uh, arena. The Bucks eventually make their way down to the ring. And so you have uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny and Paige all in the ring together, standing off against Dark Order. And at this point, it's... Brody and uh, Grayson and Uno, and then all of a sudden, just like swarms of like the minions that they used to mm-hmm. show up, yeah, uh, and surround the ring. And then FTR like comes out from behind and slams Brody with the cooler, the like the styrofoam cooler that they had. It explodes. Very cool visual again. I like that a lot. Yeah, it makes it look more like impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just get a huge brawl here between like everybody, like Dark Order. It's just like an all-out war here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, this sets up our big twelve uh, man tag match next week. So we have they, they again. Jim Ross referred to them as the elite. They're not the elite because he was like, "Oh, it's the elite." Is our FTR in the elite now? It's like, no, Jim, you're a smart guy. Don't don't say this. Well, um, to be fair, the hashtag of this match was a Do versus the elite. So well, because Kenny and Page are there, but the elite, er, but FTR are not in the elite. Um. And uh, so, anyway, so it's FCR, Hangman and Omega, uh, and the Young Bucks versus Dark Order. It's Brody, Stu, Uno. Uh, is Colt in this? No, Alan no. Angels. Alan uh, Angels. Five oh, and Colt ten. is in this match. Colt is in it. Oh, Thank he you. is. Okay. okay. So, because they did show five and ten on the screen as well. Yeah. Um. Again, I think ten's just going to be there. Okay. I don't think, I still think they're running the injury thing with him. It's a long so, injury, yeah. man. Um, I mean, it was a broken arm. I feel like this has been going on for like three months now. Oh, you don't know the severity of it. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, that's our big match for. That's one of our big things next week. Um, uh, we shall see how it goes. Again, hopefully, it's better than the big match we had to start the show. Yeah, uh, I mean, like after, you said, the I talent involved should make it better. I yeah, mean, I thought it, that they're not talented. Yeah, no, the opening match, I just think that these guys are probably better suited. There's some more elite talent in this match. (laughs) (laughs) Just kill me. 
Um, and also, to be fair, for the opening match, it's been a while since the like the entirety of the inner circle has wrestled together. Yeah, that's um, fair. And Sammy's been gone for a couple weeks, and so I don't know. Kind of, and I feel like Santana and Ortiz like barely wrestle on Dynamite, so mm-hmm. uh, so maybe you can chalk it up to them having a little <laughs> bit of rust for chemistry. <laughs> you okay, buddy? One <laughs> less than one hour ago. Uh, Jim Ross, like AEW's not safe for work. Uh, Ariana, Ariane. Wait, Andrew. we're not there yet. Yeah, uh, you gotta wait. No, no, it's just her, her in lingerie. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's what you like to hear. So yeah, yeah, horny Jr. is still horny. Yeah. All right, so uh, typically we would continue the podcast with the rest of the group, but unfortunately we've been suffering audio issues for quite a while, so it's just me in an effort to finish out this podcast and be able to get it out there so we don't miss a week. So for the rest of the podcast, you just get to listen to my wonderful voice as I sit here and try to get through the rest of Dynavite, uh, Dynamite all by myself. Uh, it is now... 1.48 in the morning when I'm recording this, so, uh, yeah, bear with me, I'm a bit tired, but we will prevail, I promise. So, after our big tag title match, we had a brief segment with Britt Baker on the outside on her Rolls Royce with Rebel next to her, and she got a mic and basically said that she knows that the suspension that Big Swole has isn't going to last forever, and she said after some careful thinking, she's going to give her a match with Britt Baker um with herself obviously uh but only if she can beat an opponent of her choice so uh we'll see what that can be my assumption would be that this would be rebels debut probably as an in-ring competitor but it could also be somebody like um abaddon or maybe like a one-off appearance by like awesome kong or something i don't know uh we'll see but yeah, that was that. Um, after this, we had our women's match of the night, which was Diamante versus Hikaru Shida, or as Jim Ross called her in another just total commentary blunder, Hikaru Shida. Uh, it's a new pronunciation. Um, this was fine for what it was. Uh, recently, we've been kind of getting spoiled. I feel like the women's matches on Dynamite have been really good. This one was nothing too special. Uh, I'm happy Diamante is on the roster, but this was pretty one-sided for the most part, and Sheeta obviously picked up the win here, and so yeah, um, that's that's all really, she won with her, her big like knee, so uh, yeah, cool to see Diamante here, and it seems like she's going to be joining the roster full-time for the most part, so cool addition. Uh, after this, we went backstage, and we had Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero, okay, and right before this, uh, after like Hikaru Sheeta wins her match, they're hyping up this women's tag team tournament, the the Deadly Draw, and they announced, it's worth noting, so this is starting on Monday on YouTube, so it looks like either the whole thing is going to be on their YouTube channel, or it's going to be split between, like, YouTube, Dark, and Dynamite, so we'll see, I would assume some of the lesser matches might be on YouTube, but I don't know, again, we don't really know the team, we know one team, and we'll that, we're about to get that, <sighs> Jesus Christ, um, so yeah, Nyla and Vicky are backstage with Dasha, and Vicky says, it doesn't matter who Nyla's opponent is, they're going to take the tag trophy home. And so basically how this works is they they showed how the rules work with the deadly draw, and basically everybody chooses, like, 
out of a hat and you get a color and you whoever you pick the same color as is your like teammate so they're hyping up like Allie and brandy were going to be in this together and i'm sure they still will be or they'll fire like face off against each other and that'll be like their explosion but like if they actually are together like <laughs> it's just gonna be like oh what a coincidence that the one tag team who in this like women's division who's actually a tag team got to be together um but so <laughs> oh nyla picks purple and dasha is like oh guess what somebody else already drew purple and here we have our second debut for the night the second debut of the night is oh my god uh, i'm trying i it's it's cameron uh she's going by her real name ariane andrew or, or i don't know how to pronounce her first name it's spelled a little weird it's a-r-i-a-n-e uh andrew um i i i i'm gonna be honest with you me and ryan were watching this downstairs and i as soon as i saw who it was i stood up and shouted no look again I'm, I'm like, in hindsight, that's probably not the proper reaction here. It's been a while since we've seen Cameron. I don't know when her last match was in WWE. I want to say, like, 2015 or 2016. Um, and then she got released. Uh, and she's been out of the wrestling world as far as I know for a while. But I know she was set to make, like, a somewhat prominent return at WrestleMania weekend. She was going to be part of, um, I think she was on, like, the Effie's Big Gay Brunch show. Um... So we'll see. It seems like she has an interest in coming back to wrestling. Um, and, you know, I think it's worth, like, giving her another chance, per se. Yeah, she was bad in WWE, but it's been several years. And if she's had, like, some more training and her heart's in it, you know, I'm not against giving somebody a second chance. You know, there's, like, there's been people in the past who have been really bad and then they take some time off or whatever, come back and are good. Or, you know, people who start bad and get good. And then there's also people who start good and get progressively worse. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Obviously, if we see her wrestle and she's still just, like, totally awful, then I think this is a waste of a signing. But who knows? Maybe, maybe they know something that we don't. So, I'm willing to give it uh, a little bit. And then I'll make a judgment call on this. So, yeah. We'll see how that goes. And then we go from that to, actually, I know that I said, like, the tag match was the match of the night. Uh, the thing I enjoyed the most on the show was this segment here. Uh, we go backstage and we see Wardlow standing outside of MJF's locker room. He knocks on it and we get the Goldberg entrance with MJF. And we come back and MJF comes out and there's, like, a red carpet in the ring. There's a podium, like, a presidential podium. And he's flanked by, like, security and, like, some like office looking people and Wardlow <laughs> and he goes on to cut this ridiculous promo um about how John Moxley is hashtag not his champion um and that he has like some girl with him and she has like a clipboard or something and she tells him to read the text and he's like just smile uh and he just comes off like really misogynistic and like a total like genuine heel uh, again, that's MJF for you. He's very easy to hate. Um, and so he basically says it's time for a change in leadership here. He said the beginning of this company was like all about a revolution. And there was even a guy, a spe he specifically says there was a guy who was calling for a paradigm shift. 
and he says the guy is from a place of the titans and it's not new and that's old brother and he does the whole kogan like ear thing and then he starts calling him dictator john um and he says john dictator john is not his champion um and so <laughs> he starts listing off the negative effects of moxley's titles right yeah, title yeah moxley's title reign he questions where the wrestling is he says it's just a bunch of wrestlers doing gymnastics um he starts talking about how moxley's basically stone like a cosplay of stone cold and he, he's talking about like the earth dying and like <laughs> the infrastructure of the country going to shit and it's just like <laughs> it's very questionable but like it's it's honestly quite funny this is like the perfect heel promo for mjf to do with honestly with how the world is right now this is perfect. The world is really just like, this feels like the end of the world that we're stuck in and MJF's here just basically blaming it all on Moxley. So why, why not? Um, and then he starts talking about the, the demo. Uh, and he says questions where he talks about how like Moxley's been great for the ratings. And he said, where would the numbers lie without him? Uh, with Moxley, of course. And he says that, you know, that's a wrong argument. He says on average minute for minute, MJF claims that he draws better numbers than Mox, and uh, and he says that AEW is meant to be the land of opportunity, and Moxley squandered that, and so yeah, and he also claims that he's going to be the guy leading this company for the next twenty five years, and for what it's worth noting, MJF could very well with the style, the way he wrestles, like he doesn't wrestle like this crazy fast pace, like over the top hardcore like flippy anything he's just a straight up wrestler like sometimes he busts out like some stuff or does like a hardcore spot but he wrestles a decently safe style so and he's super young so barring like a serious injury he could go for quite a while and i'm very excited for that same thing with like jungle boy yeah, jungle boy's more like high flying and stuff but those two are super young and could definitely carry the company for years to come um, and so he prom he closes out by saying, uh, he promises he won't stop until he transforms this brand into the pinnacle of professional wrestling. And he officially challenged John Moxley to the AEW world title match at all out on September 5th. And then we get the spot where commentary starts like announcing the stuff for next week's show. And Jesus Christ, man, I just like. It's just, I don't understand why. <laughs> why did they have Jim Ross do this tonight? Uh, it's just like, I just don't understand it. I don't know why they were like, oh, you know what? Jim Ross gets to, you know, send this, like, read this because he just completely butchered it you got the thing with the big 12 man tag and he was just like oh i don't know who these people are and the elite calling the whole like makeshift team the elite it's like okay dude again i'm not mjf mjf was great on the show J jim ross was terrible on this show again he just felt like he was burying the whole show not caring was just like whining the whole time um but for next week we have a couple things we have chris jericho's debate with orange cassidy with the special guest moderator uh, MJF is giving an update after his State of the Industry address from tonight. Uh, FTR, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega versus the Dark Order in a 12-man tag. And the picture here, I'm so it's Cole Cabana, uh, Brody Lee, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, 
uh, five, which is Alan Angels. And I really can't tell who that top person is. I can't tell if it's a random person or if it is ten. I don't think it's ten because he has like a green mask and ten has a purple one. So I don't think that's ten. I think that's just a random Dark Order goon. And the reason that it's not Alex Reynolds and John Silver is because Alex Reynolds and John Silver are facing Cody and Matt Cardona in Matt Cardona's debut match next week. So that's worth noting. And then they also did officially announce that August 12th will be Tag Team Appreciation Night, and that is when we're getting Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy too. And Cody mentioned on Twitter that August 12th is when the TNT Championship is going to be officially finished. So, uh, yeah, should be should be cool to see. Um, I'm pretty happy about that. Looks like Dynamite's continuing to heat up. Um, so yeah. And after that, we went to our main event. And Darby Allen's music starts playing, but he doesn't come out. And then Moxley's music uh, plays, and he makes his way down to ringside. And then we go backstage. Like, it was actually a pretty cool shot, where it's like, right behind, like, the back of the tunnel. So you could see out into the crowd slightly, but not fully. Uh, Taz, Cage, and... Ricky Starks are all standing there, and Taz cuts a promo. He, uh, <laughs> he at one point, like, is like, here, come stand in front of me so people can't bitch uh, to Brian Cage, which is a nice reference to how some people have questioned, like, the positioning of Taz in these Brian Cage promos, where it feels the, the focus is more on Taz than Brian Cage, so he put Cage front and center, and then he basically started, like, geeking out over cages like muscles and he's like oh his biceps like cannonballs he's got triceps like sledgehammers his traps look at the traps uh very good stuff and then he he hands ricky starks the mic and ricky starks just goes to town this guy just like he's given like two minutes here and he just does work he puts himself over he puts cage over uh and again ricky starks just cuts a really good promo he shows how great of a charismatic like guy he is and yeah i'm all for this pairing taz has been great on the mic they still don't really had cage talk he's like talked in brief bits and that's fine he just kind of shouts um and then ricky starks is phenomenal so i like this group i like this these three together uh big fan and honestly i thought ricky starks was a smaller guy but seeing him next to cage he's got the height so i like it uh and it shows that they have it's Ricky Starks came in here as like a random open challenge for Cody and is now part of a big group with uh, Taz and Brian Cage. So that's pretty cool. And our main event is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus John Moxley and Darby Allen, who makes his entrance as Ricky Starks and Brian Cage come out to face John Moxley in basically a two on one thing here. And Darby Allen, as they're coming out, just dives off of the tunnel and surprises them. Um, which was actually really well done. They hid that perfectly. Like, it looked like Darby out. It looked like you were going to get the regular trope where it's like, it starts off like Darby's not here and Moxley's fighting them like one on two and eventually Darby makes his way out. But no, Darby just comes out at like sprints off the, uh, the tunnel and knocks him down. And this just becomes a big brawl. It's a tornado tag team match. Remember, no DQ and it's everybody's in the ring at the same time. But Jar had to sit there and go, who's the legal man? And it's like, JR, you've been calling wrestling for decades, and you you even referred to this as like a tornado style match, so you know what the rules are. It I if I was Tony Khan or any of like the executives, I would be fucking pissed at Jim Ross for tonight, like how he's behaving. Um but yeah, this is just a big brawl. Uh 
some some really good stuff here. There was a real again, I really like Ricky Stark's like spear that he has. It like it looks like a spear, but it also doesn't at the same time, which is cool. Um so I like that a lot cuz it, it feels different. It's not like your Roman Reign spear and I like Roman spear. But it doesn't again, a lot of people do spears. Um and from seeing like the young lions in New Japan do them a lot, it's nice to see something that looks a little different. So I like that. Um at one point uh, at one point there's like a, a a trash can set up in the middle of the ring and cage and ricky starks go for a double alabama slam onto the trash can and they hit it moxley with it and uh and there's a pinfall here but darby allen braced up last second and then we get a big um moxley uh what happens moxley goes for okay oh so darby goes up to the top rope and they do a coffin drop paradigm shift combo and uh and that doesn't finish it cage kicks out of it but the big thing here darby allen goes under the apron gets out like a skateboard with no wheels that's just like covered in thumbtacks on the bottom and you knew that this was going to end badly i don't think anybody knew this was going to be this bad (laughs) and ricky starks is in the ring and oh my god oh oh darby allen goes for like the double stomp that he's been doing with the regular skateboards and so he does the double stomp with the tack skateboard onto ricky stark's back and he like hits it and it like slides down his back i cringed this looked horrible ricky starks deserves like a huge bonus for this this was this looked this was painful to watch this is one of like the most awful like thumbtack spots i've ever seen oh my god like it slid down his back and like they were there was still tack stuck in there he was bleeding he was cut open pretty bad jesus christ and Darby pins him off that, and so Darby and Moxley pick up the win with the pinfall off that. Ricky Starks is an absolute champion for taking that spot. Holy shit, that was it was it was real bad. Like words can't do it justice. If you haven't seen it, just like go on Twitter or YouTube. It is brutal. And post match, uh, it looked like the show was ending, but Darby point like is in the corner and he points at John Moxley. His commentary announces Tony Khan has just signed. John Moxley will defend his AEW World Championship against the number five contender Darby Allen next week. And I'm sure some people would be upset about this. They would be like, oh, why is the number five contender getting a shot here? You could make a couple arguments here. You could say Moxley, uh, you know, had told Tony Khan that he wanted to defend it against Darby Allen because they're friends or like there's a respect there. Or you can continue to tell the story that you know other people are getting the shots before mjf and mjf's just going to use this to fuel the fire for the feud which by all means is probably what's going to happen uh that just makes sense from a booking standpoint and it'll give a heel something that's a legitimate like claim that helps him feel more of like a credible threat and he's again what he's saying isn't a lie it's something that everybody would be upset about but it's the way he goes about it that's wrong so I'm excited. MJF and Moxley seems like it's going to be a money feud. Those promos are going to be so good. So big fan of that. Um, everybody's not here, obviously, to get their ratings for the show, and I didn't ask them. I meant to. Uh, the only like word I have on this is that Rob wanted me to really get across his disdain for them <laughs> bringing in Cameron. So that's all we got is uh, Rob doesn't is not a fan of the Cameron signing. 
as for me, I'm kind of going to go, I think I'm going to go like thumbs in the middle, pointing slightly up for this one. I thought this was one of the weaker Dynamites. By all means, it wasn't bad. I, like, I did not not enjoy this show, but the commentary was terrible. And none, aside from like the tag match and the MJF promo and the main event, none of the matches really stood out to me too much. I thought Warhorse like, was good, but it kind of underwhelmed. And that opening 10-man definitely underwhelmed. Um, so, yeah. We'll see what happens next week. Again, we got two weeks of what seem to be pretty big shows. Again, this all kind of feels like it's just like... There's a lot of building towards All Out on this show. So maybe in like two weeks' time when we start getting more story stuff and like more progression, we'll look back at this show and be like, oh, this was all setting up so-and-so. And so we'll see. But that was that. Uh, as for NXT, again, we didn't watch it, but some of the results here... Um, so if you, if you didn't watch NXT, now's the time to click away. If you didn't watch NXT and you want to, and you don't want it spoiled, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. But for those sticking around NXT results, we have, uh, Io Shirai and Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai. Uh, Io Shirai and Tegan Knox won. Um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Roger Strong versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano won. Um... Apparently, Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai got into it backstage. Also, I don't know if anybody's seen Rhea Ripley's new look. I love Rhea. Uh, she's been one of my favorites in like the women's wrestling scene for a while. But Jesus Christ, she like bleach blonde her hair, and uh, it, it. I don't. I don't like it. It looks. It looks like something. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart versus Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez won. Um, uh, do, do, do Imperium versus Everrise. Imperium won. And then uh, Undisputed Era came out and stormed the ring. All four of them. Uh, and they attacked Eichner and Barthel. Um, I know Joey mentioned that he thought that that was like a face turn for the Undisputed Era. And by all means it could be because like Imperium are heels. But... Is it really a babyface move for four people to come out on to do a beatdown on two guys? <laughs> like, after a match? Like, that is, I feel like that's absolutely a heel move to do. Like, for four guys to come out and, uh, like, out-team, out-number two guys who just wrestled. But, oh well. <laughs> um... Jake Atlas versus, uh, yeah, Jake Atlas versus Isaiah Scott. Uh, Swerve won here. Um... And then our main event, well, or not our main event, the show's main event was Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher, Dexter Loomis for uh, the spot in the ladder match for the North American Championship at TakeOver 30. And Dexter Loomis won via submission on Timothy Thatcher. That's interesting, because, again, Timothy Thatcher's been working, like, his big, like, rough style and doing submission wrestling and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so our, t our two people in are in the ladder match so far, Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed. So, by all means, it looks like NXT so far with the two people in this, it's two of their newer stars. Um, so it's definitely interesting. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, so it's Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis, and then next week they announced Damian Priest, Oni Lorkin, and Ridge Holland? Who is that? <laughs> uh... 
Ridge Holland is an NXT NXT UK superstar who will be here. Oh, okay, so he's an NXT UK guy, and he's making his official um, main brand uh, main brand of NXT debut next week in this triple threat. So it's Ridge Holland, Damian Priest, and Oni Lorcan in the triple threat for that spot. Um, I mean, by all means, if we're just throwing random people in here, I guess Ridge Holland's the favorite to win that match. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah interesting stuff that is quite interesting i'm not gonna lie um yeah okay uh there's also something about uh dakota kai and raquel gonzalez might have split up um okay so it's not it's not like confirmed but Apparently, this is the second week in a row where Raquel Gonzalez was not on TV and wasn't even mentioned or and didn't accompany Dakota Kai. Uh, so that's interesting. And oh, apparently in Dakota Kai's backstage promo, she noted that she's no longer a team player uh, and it would be a weak ending to her partnership. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, so it looks like we're getting some new developments in the women's division. Again, you had Robert Stone break up with Chelsea Green, and now he's got Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez, two vastly different superstars. Um, and I guess Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are broken up. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say to that. But yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know obviously this last portion has been kind of awkward where it's just me, but tried to get through it, tried to not stumble too much. Again, it is now 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, or sorry, 2.12 to be exact, so uh, bear with me. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media. Check out the podcast wherever you can. Subscribe to it. Leave a review on Apple if you can, even if you don't listen to it. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, uh, we'll be back on... I think next Tuesday. I don't think there's any... There is New Japan this week. Oh, maybe somebody will do a New Japan review this weekend because there is the big Suzuki-Nagata match for Summer Struggle. Um, so that's a possibility. Otherwise, we'll be back next Tuesday with Ryan and Angelo's Impact Power Hour and then next Wednesday with AEW. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>